Hi, this is John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and this is the Midwest Monsters Podcast. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this movie. That's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And it still affects me just the same. I cannot put that on. I gotta tell you, something about this movie worked for me. I was oh, like, it rocked. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's debatable. But, I mean, it's a great movie. That, you know, I, it's my right as a viewer, as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films, to have my opinions and be disappointed. But that's what I love about about this group doing this podcast right now is that on so many pages <laughs> we're like right there with each other. But then I mean it, it's it's almost inevitable that uh, you know half the time we're going to go you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. I'm sorry about that. Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast. And now here are your hosts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, joined by Professor Wagstaff. And uh, Matt, uh, is Matt Chan sleeping? Matt Chan. Matt Chan. Hey. 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 We got to get out of here. Quick. Quick. We got to get out of this fucking podcast, dude. We got to go. Right now. We're all going to fucking die. Let's go. Whoa, whoa, hey buddy, what's going on? I've hey. seen it, I've seen it. This podcast fucking blows up, it gets huge. We're bigger than the Nerdist. It's fucking amazing, we gotta go. That's with whoa. the language, buddy. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Man, why are you so excited and cussing so much? Because we're all gonna die, dude. <laughs> what? I've seen it, I gotta go. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm laughing like a hillbilly. Boy, wow, that, uh, that explosive intro may have given you all an indication of what we're talking about on this episode. Uh, <laughs> I'm Matt Chan. That's him. That's my buddy. <laughs> so, uh, well, I hope my mom's not listening. Um, so, <laughs> if it was any indicator, if you could catch our wonderful acting, our skit <laughs> that we have just done, uh, we're talking about the Final Destination movies. And... Uh, I think we just did a good job of uh, acting them out. Too, man. That's lots a major. That's a cussing and freaking out. That's a major plot line right there. Yeah. So, so we're gonna blow up be bigger than a nerdist. That was good. You killed me. That was good. <laughs> Enjoy your burrito, everyone. <laughs> yeah, Chris Hardwick, shut up. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's funny sometimes, but he really gets on my nerves other times. All the time. All the time. Hey, we're not here to talk about Chris Hardwick or the nerdist. We're here to talk about. Final Destination. Mark Marin and WTF. <laughs> Final Destination. Final Destination. We, um, as you know, uh, over periods of time, we have decided to tackle a franchise. Yep. And to talk about it in its entirety. And, uh, you know, we were just looking for some light material. It's summertime. We're busy. It's taken us a while to even, like, find a night that we could get together. And so we just wanted to keep it fluffy. You know, like, mm-hmm. yep. Well, let's, you know, let's, what do we want to watch? So we said, Final Destination sounds easy enough. The ones I've seen aren't terrible. They're not great, but they're not terrible. Let's just give it a shot, you know? Um, so we did. And that's what we're doing tonight. 
initial thoughts on the whole franchise here. Um, Final Destination, or as I like to call it, uh, $5.99 for all five in the dollar bin. <laughs> um, no, but uh, for real, I, uh, I remember loving this movie when it came out. I, re- I was really into it. Um, I don't like things when they get franchise sequelized a whole lot very quickly. And, you know, but I really, it, uh, it was neat, man. It was a, it was a new idea. It was something that I wasn't used to. So seeing it happen the way it did and with the gore factor that it had, at least the first movie, I mean, all the movies had the gore factor, but the first movie had that realistic gore factor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that turned my head and I was glad that we came back and touched on. It. Okay. Uh, it was instant nostalgia for me with the first one. Yeah. I mean, I was immediately transported back to when I first saw this, Yeah, um, which was a good thing. It worked oh, in its favor. Um, I will say that the sequels, with the exception of one, were better than I expected. Now, I had seen part two back then, mm-hmm. but the rest were new to me this go-around. Okay. Um, and two of those three, I enjoyed more than I thought I would. That's not to say I think they're great films, but right. uh, as a whole, it wasn't a very taxing situation to watch all five of these films. Right. Like yeah. it is with some franchises. It just wasn't like watching Saul, where you watch them back to back and get those, bombed out. Uh, Lepre- you know? Those leprechaun movies that yeah, I still haven't recovered from. Don't you dare. Oh my <laughs> god. Don't you dare. I'm the leprechaun. Oh. Uh, it's funny that you bring up Saul, because uh, I was talking to a friend of the show, Vinny, and uh, when I told him we were doing Final Destination... Does Vinny know he's a friend of the show? I'm just going to ask. <laughs> Is he a friend of the he show? Is he part of he the show? He listens. He's oh, been on it. That's oh, yeah. a friend of the show. Yeah, he right, listens right, to right. the show. Just, I just wanted to shout out to um, So when I told him we were wa- watching Final Destination, he was like, ugh, good luck with that. And I was like, listen, and I stand by this statement. I would rather watch the whole Final Destination franchise once a year than mm-hmm. ever have to watch all the Saw movies again. I just want to point this out. Vinny also hate, would hate on his own mama. So just... <laughs> um, I... I think I would side with you on that. If, yeah. Well, I mean, if especially if we're comparing time taking, because there's more Saul movies. Yeah. But Saul, Saul gets very dark and taxing. Yeah. Uh, because it's repetitive in such a gross place. And what's interesting is that these two franchises, though very different, aren't that different. Yeah. No, I'm they play that. a similar formula in every movie. Yeah. Um, kind of like what started the New Line Cinema. Right. Just, but, I mean, it's different with yeah, Freddy, but that's right. the way older people felt uh-huh. about the Freddy movies. It's so, just, I think, part of its time. Yeah, so Final Destination and Saw, are it's they, they play the same formula every movie. Mm-hmm. Nobody lives at the end. Um, but these are just a lighter mood. I mm-hmm. think, remember, if we go back and what we talked about with the Saw movie, I didn't like the franchise because at the end, there was never a glimmer of a happy ending. And it was it just took you dark places with no gratification. Whereas these, yeah, the people die. It's fun. Yeah. I think, <laughs> I think I mean? the one thing that neither one of these um, franchises will get enough credit for is they did put effort into twists and mm-hmm. trying to keep viewers engaged, which I think is what does at least generationally set them apart from older things. The, the franchises of, of our youth they were weren't really trying to pull many punches, right? Um, so I do. I'll always give credit to something like you know Saul or Final Destination. I mean, they're at least you know writers like you know we'll talk about Jeffrey Reddick 
on this episode, but I mean, there, yeah. there are people trying at least to make things interesting um, and get viewers engaged with that. And as opposed to true regurgitation, it's interesting. You bring that up. I, I, and as we get into each of these movies, maybe you guys can explain it to me, but that was part of my problem with this franchise was that between two and five, I didn't find any creativity. Okay, yeah, we we can get well, into that. Well, okay. Yeah, so my, we I might point even something with like Saul mm-hmm. is at the end we've got a twist. We're trying to see who did right. what. We didn't okay. see it coming. Yeah, that's fair. And that's so fair. Yeah. that was my only point. Okay. Is okay. Now I see what you're saying. Yeah, they're not they're not great movies per se, but like I always loved that Saul brought a movie to the theater once a year mm-hmm. in the fashion of old school horror movies and franchises where younger people who liked it had another one to look forward to. But with them, they were at least trying to twist it around and, and make people go, oh, I didn't even see that coming. Right. Not, not necessarily good movies, but there was at least that effort. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Final Destination doesn't have that quite as much as right. Saul did with that. But Okay. All but right, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. I just want some we'll, clarification. Yeah, we'll go more into it. But, uh, All right. Um, dive in. Yeah, let's dive in. Uh, no, I, my only initial thought. Uh, oh, okay. Initial thoughts. Okay. I don't. I don't love the franchise by any means. Well, um, mm-hmm. I really enjoyed the first movie. I still do. Mm-hmm. Nostalgia. It took me right back to a time and place. Um, but I got to say, they're a decent popcorn horror movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you sit down, you get fun kills. It's not too mean. It's not too deep. Uh, you know, it's whatever. You know, so I don't hate them. Right. I don't love them. But no, I, yeah, it is what it is. So, Mad Cheesy. Um, let's go right now. Uh, Final Destination in the year of our Lord 2000. Uh, director James Wong. Got to point that out. It's James Wong. W-O-N-G, not James Wan. Not of Conjuring fame. Um, this is a completely different director. Some yep. people hear the name and they don't understand the language or the spelling or whatever and they get it confused. Um, writers... Uh, Jeffrey Reddick, Glenn Morgan, and James Wong. Um, we got to give the props out here to Jeffrey Reddick, man. Uh, met Jeffrey a few years ago at a convention. It's been quite a few years ago now. But continued to kind of speak to the guy through social media and different things like that. He's a real down-to-earth guy. He's a real – and he brought something, I think, that was really unique to this table and set us on a path. Okay. And I really think that's amazing. Um, this movie stars – Devin Sawa, Ali Larder, uh, the great Kerr Smith, um, my favorite guy in the world, Daniel Roebuck, the guy who gets blown up in uh, season one of Lost, if you're familiar. Uh, (laughs) Sean William Scott and Bloodworth is played by none other than the Tony Todd. Uh, Friend of the Midwest Monsters, might I That's right. Good friend. (laughs) Good friend. Um, So Final Destination 1, 2000, like I said, in the year of our Lord, 2000. That's the year we uh, graduated we high school. Graduated high school. Woo, woo. Woo. And um, <laughs> so let's talk about Final Destination. Um, say what you want about this movie. It has a strong opening. Oh, it yeah. really does. This oh, yeah. movie. Like our podcast. Yeah. No, dude. This movie <laughs> opens. Yeah. And it's not an opening like anything. Like, I mean, you sit there and we get to go through the whole ride. Now, it's something that they regurgitate through the rest of the movies. And I, I, I say regurgitate because really after a while, it kind of feels what it is because you never come to expect the opening, but you, it's the strong ass opening. 
you get to see a badass plane crash. And I hate to say that that way, but you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. You get to see a badass plane crash and watch it play out to the fullest and suck back into the eyes of our lead character. After a year later, this movie wouldn't have been made. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. One one year later, we're not getting Final Destination. That's right. right. At least not in the way we know it. Right, right. Right. Especially not this first interpretation. So. So let's start with that, man. Starting from the the badass opening, man. A kid sees a plane crash, and all of his uh, friends and people that were on this trip to France with him. Hey, you you want to give us the rundown real quick? Yeah. Uh, so basically, uh, class trip going to France. Yep. Uh, Devin Sawa, uh, SLC Punk, right? He's mm-hmm. the young kid in that. Yeah. yeah, that's what I always remember him from. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It was Casper. Like the Friendly Ghost? Yeah, in the oh. movie Casper. Oh, real when tip? he comes to life oh, and the voice. Okay. And uh, the movie Idle Hands, <laughs> where Jessica Alba shows her big boobies. And and the guy from Mighty Ducks is a ghost with Seth Green. And he gets his hand chopped off. Yeah, I hear Idle Hands. I love Devin. I've Zindu. never he's, seen he's Idle the, Hands, he's the, he's the star, but I hear yeah. He's the star he, of Stan. Idle the music Hands. video by Eminem. Yeah, now, oh, yeah. Uh, Devin right. Sawa should have had a. I'm sorry, Devin Sawa should have had a much bigger career. Didn't he have he a did. nervous breakdown or something? No, but he was. He did play ET. <laughs> <laughs> he was in the costume, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, he was yeah, young yeah. then, and he did Al too, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, R.I.P. Hey, to that young yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just homeboy was out. Devin Sawa should have had a bigger career. Uh, anyways, so <laughs> so Devin Sawa was our main character, uh, our protagonist, if you will. I like Devin Sawa, and. Um, we have a dramatically ominous intro where all these things are yeah, happening. Which holds up well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really does. John Denver died in a plane crash. <laughs> um, so basically, yeah, so he like he gets on the plane and he's got all these ominous things coming up. And he, he, he has a dream, a vision that the plane is going to crash. And he wakes up freaking out just like we opened our podcast with. Gets uh, Certain people get off the plane with him. Right. They're standing in the airport. Plane takes off. Boom! Explodes, thereby setting into motion this whole notion that uh, you can't cheat death. Death has a design. Death has a design. Tony Todd explains that to us, and that he, you know, death is going to come for all these people. And so the whole time they're trying to figure out who death is coming for and how it's going to happen. And they play that off in every movie, the, the trying to figure out the formula and how it will happen. Um, and so that's what the whole movie is, is them trying to avoid death. In, I mean, um, with no luck, you know? Right, right. Um, Basically, it's, it plays on the theme, when it's your time, it's your time. Yeah. And just because you think you're safe because you got off the plane, because you stepped out of the way. Yeah. You're not. If, you, yeah. if it's your time, it's your time. And in doing so, this movie gave us some badass scenes, man. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. uh, we'll go ahead and get yours on that, Professor. But like, and we'll go from there, and we'll lead into the bathroom scene alone. Yeah, because I was fucking terrified. But go ahead, Professor. Well, I think that a couple of things that make this film, uh, you know, a little different, um, and strong points for it, and remains, you know, throughout the franchise, some more than others, is the two strong points are one. For the most part, these kids are likable. They haven't done anything to deserve it. I want to piggyback on that mm-hmm. and say this, and maybe part of part two, it's the only time I care about characters in this whole franchise. Okay. Okay. This, well, this one here, 
the character development in this is great. Right. And you care about these kids. Right. And I think that's more a testament to the acting quality. Yeah. But either way, um, nobody's done anything to deserve it other than have a premonition and get scared. Yep. And so right off the bat, that helps viewers because we usually have people develop that we kind of not necessarily enjoy seeing die, but we ain't losing no sleep over it. Yeah. Or they, or they break the rules. Right. Um, and then the other strong point about it that's so unique is that we do all this up front so that we get to exploit the things that make a movie exciting and it doesn't have to be permanent. And I think that's what's so interesting about this just in general and all these movies is that we can go through such a detailed destruction of so many people that are going to be, you know, who we've paid the bigger checks to be in the film, but they don't actually have to be gone. And so I just, I don't know that. I think that's just such a, a kind of an interesting way to approach a film, especially for, you know, with all due respect, teenager popcorn movies yeah and i mean i think that's that's pretty crafty and pretty cool and so i mean i i didn't think about that obviously you know when i was 18 years old 17 years old when this came out or whatever but watching it now i think this is genius because we get to yeah we get to give the viewers all that they need to be content and then everything else is house money after that we can do whatever we want with the storytelling because they've already had the wow moment right times 10 just oversaturated with it to where everything else after that is fine and you can actually focus on telling the story i don't know i just love that we get that out with the premonition and it doesn't it doesn't have to be a cheap shot you know whereas we when we experience that in movies in the past it's the thing that you hate the most grizz Mm -hmm. which is it was me all along i was dead the whole time kind of thing (laughs) and so in this it's not a cheap shot it's actually a vehicle for storytelling right hey we just had a blast, didn't we? Guess what? All those people don't actually have to be dead. Let's do the movie now. Yeah. And I just think that's magnificent. I think it's the strongest point about the film. And again, that's a big shout out to Jeffrey Reddick, man. Like yeah. he he saw something there and captured our imaginations with this story, with this the script, the way that this comes about, man. Like you said, you get to go on that ride, and then you get to go on five rides yeah. after it well, you get to see this yeah. major con- deconstruction of a scene in this place in part one an airplane and then it's like oh hey all that just happened but now we're gonna step over here and we're really gonna be over here while this happens mm-hmm. and now you get to see one by one yeah so totally i have to come into like i had to point out man the thing that freaked me out the most about this movie and watching it again is Death's design, the little things that happen end up being major things. Right. The water starts leaking. The screw gets loose. The, the I don't know, the, the fan. Something drips into a motor. Like, the thing about these movies is that it's that little thing that we take for granted every day yeah. that ends up killing people. And let's be honest, that's what real life is right yeah. right 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 that's how you lose people on average you know i know people die of cancer i know people have heart attacks i know these things happen but you know your average average tragic death is by everyday things that you would not expect right that you're just like really 
Like, when's the last time you heard of somebody got killed by a critter? <laughs> right. Like, no, for, right. no, right. seriously, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, it's not that. It's for real. Right. It's slipped in the shower. Yeah. Or he just had a young actor die with his car falling out into reverse and crushing yeah. him. Right. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. these things happen all the time. It's Exactly. It's just freak stuff that you're like, are you serious? Yeah. You know, like, it's, it's like that stuff that hits you in the pit of your stomach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's. And that's what this movie does very well. Right. Like, and especially this first one. It, what I like about this is plane crash. And after each individual death, they spent time on the characters truly mourning. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. what this the, first, the first one. one yeah. They do so well, like the rough shit of how people really feel when people they know die. And that's, like, that's what gave this film so much character to me. Yeah. It's just like, God, they died. You know, and like, but later in the you know later installments, they're just like, boy, they died. Where are we eating today? How are we yeah. avoiding death? <laughs> you know? Dude, like Kerr Smith, uh, he plays the Carter character, Carter Horton, uh, the jock with the with the the the, the car. Right. So Kerr Smith, jock, is, you mean jerk? He's the jerk <laughs> from Dawson's Creek with the car. But anyway, man, no, seriously, like Kerr Smith in this movie has probably some of the best reaction. Mm-hmm. That you've ever seen because he handles it like a true badass teenage boy would. Mm-hmm. He says, I'm never going to die. I'm in control of my fate. Right. You can't do this to me. And it's like, th- that's how you feel when you're 17, 18 years old. Death is not on your mind. You're, you're invincible. All bro. Of, I think all of these things just go back to Reddick because yeah, he has man. the insight as an adult to understand that all young men feel that way. Yeah. But yet, if you're a young man in the theater watching that, you're like, hell yeah, this dude's the shit. Yeah, he's, exactly. he's feeling himself. Yeah. But an older person knows uh, <laughs> to be young and naive. Isn't no, seriously. Yeah. Like, and so, and so, and it goes, it, all of, all of the stuff, you know, goes back to with him and the writing with this, where, he wrote a movie, and this is rare for young people. That's not insulting to them. Yeah. It, he treats them like adults, but he also caters enough for it so he knows that the target audience will enjoy it. But adults can watch it just the same. I mean, he right. just masterfully wove around this film with that. Yeah. I think everything goes back to little decisions he made with writing that make I'm, this movie so strong. I'm a hundred percent with you, man, because we're used to seeing like Sean William Scott be this badass or be this goofball or this whatever man and uh it's not man we get this Kerr smith character and i know that's casting us a different department but what i'm saying is they cast the right people for the right roles Mm -hmm. you feel sympathetic for these kids particularly clear rivers which is the ali larder character like no like you're sitting here and you're all these other people like it's the little nuances devin sawa's character alex's parents give her a ride home after the accident, after they leave, mm-hmm. she has nothing to go home to. Yeah. Her mom's gone. It's little things like that. Right. That make this, it's scary because then you start to think if she dies, who's going to be there? Who cares? Like literally. And that's the thing. It's those little things that I thought about in, in my thirties at, at seven or where was I? 18 year old Matt Chan watching this movie when it came out and 30 something Matt Chan watching this movie now. Is like, no, I'm two different sides of the fence, man. Right. Like back then, I didn't even think about that. Now I'm like, man, that kid that fell in the shower, that's real. Like back then, it was like, oh, strangulation. Look at the eyes. They got the puffiness. They man, got the blood yeah, vessels. The now it's like, oh my God, is that what can happen? 
like that could happen. And then, you know, I think about things like, oh man, she has no mom or dad at home. If she died and Devin Sawa wasn't around, let's say they didn't continue friends, she'd be dead and nobody'd ever know it. Yeah. It's sad things like that. It's this level of like you said, he did a great job. He wove that, man. That, right. like, congratulations. Yeah. I know we got to get through more of this movie, man. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. But there's you know, certain things I in this movie were, that are amazing. Things, I think, you know, I'm not mad that we're spending time on this first one because right. I think there's way more to talk about. Exactly. Here. And I yeah, think these yeah, are yeah. really serious things that make this a good film that I will defend. Mm-hmm. I'll defend this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, as you brought up. The red eyes and that dude is choking. Oh, First dude. off, how many times in your life have you seen showers that have that drawstring clothesline inside of them? Somebody thought of that, son. How many times have you seen that in your life, brother? That them come them come from poor family. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, I got you. I've only seen it once, and that's at a I've, hotel. I've I was like, I looked at it, and I was like, pull. I was like, that's what that is. <laughs> and when I, I watched I, the I movie, I was like, used it. I've never seen one. Before. I was like, real life people have that. <laughs> I've only seen that in hotels. No, I've never seen it ever in yeah. my life. Yeah, so that was interesting. Yeah. Um, love me some Tony Todd. I just, I love Tony Todd. Love me You know Tony I love Tony Todd. Todd. Uh, Magic. <laughs> but what about... <laughs> Tony I like Todd how you're laughing, dude. The worst part, the worst line in this movie is when Tony Todd says, In death, you don't fuck with that Mac Daddy. <laughs> uh, I was like, boy, that's poor writing. It's like, hey, Reddick, 90s are dead. No, no, no. That's a James Wong line right there. <laughs> that line was the death of the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> death. You don't fuck with that Mac Daddy. That killed me. Yeah, but, killed I mean, me. We're, talk, we're talking about this movie, man. Uh, Devin Sawa brings his A game in this movie. That's why I said, I made that note, and I, I continue to say it, man. I can't speak enough about this, dude. But the acting that went on from not only him being in these different situations, but... From the moment he creates his safe room. Yeah. Like the way he handled that whole situation. When he falls down the hill and almost meets his demise. You know, it's not his time yet. But when he falls down the hill and his face stops this far. Yeah. I gotta, yeah. I'm covering the mic. But his face stops like inches away from the tree. You're literally like this. He does that amazing. From that point on. Like you, if you say nothing else about this movie. He kills in this movie, man. Yeah. He really does. Yeah. And Allie Larder, she was great in this movie. Yep. Kerr Smith. I mean, everybody brought something to this everybody movie. Everybody was great in this. Everybody killed in this uh, movie. The girlfriend who goes on to play the new girlfriend in Saving Silverman. Yes. 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 <laughs> Dude, None, and, oh, the, hey, yeah. we, we, we never pointed that out. This is where we get the infamous smack you on the side of the road. Uh, yeah. yeah it's, I, the, I remember that before. Even rewatching this, that was one of the first things yeah, I always yeah. think of with this Final Destination. This bus. is where we get the bus. Yeah. Oh yeah, did the famous hit you without anybody knowing it scene, man. I worked with this dude at Hastings at the time, and uh, he had a young daughter who was like three or four. Oh, okay. And I don't remember, uh, I don't remember his name. Cool guy, but he was like, "Yeah, my three-year-old daughter was in the room when I was watching this movie, and even when that bus hit that girl, even my three-year-old went, damn." <laughs> 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 right, he was like three year old wit. And he was like, you know what? I couldn't even be mad at her. We can't use curse words in context. You're like, right on. You're like, you know what? You've got a perfect understanding right of it. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna mess with that. <laughs> My um, three year old said Damn. <laughs> One thing I gotta point out, man, is it's not even so it's not the kills, it's the suspense in this movie. Yeah. That brings you to 
oh my god moments. Yeah. It's the waiting. It's the it's the pauses they take before things happen. It's the five or six things that happen before the death happens in this movie and that are amazing. The John Denver music playing. Oh, son. Before every day. Right, right. Around right, that, right, the neighborhood. Right. It's very... <laughs> um, can, I, can I pretend like I think I'm going to blow you guys' minds? And you oh, good, good, good. Good. All the characters, all, most of the characters are named after famous horror directors. Not no. this one. Uh-huh. Which one? Oh, Hitchcock. Luton, Browning. Yeah, I remember mentioning Brown, Luton okay. in the car. They're they're, in, they're that way in the next in, Browning. in the next couple of movies. Too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah so, you know, I had the noticed that, but name was I didn't. Val Luton. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think Val about Luton. putting it together. I remember just the Val Luton one in particular. Run down the character names real quick. Um, Alex Browning, Clear Browning. Rivers, Carter Horton, Billy Hitchcock, Billy Hitchcock. Okay, yep. okay. Val Luton. Okay, because yeah. that happens in a later movie. Because oh. I wrote the same note. Oh, funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, seriously. And I, I didn't the, notice it. Yeah, later I, wrote the, I wrote the same note, man. But because the teacher's name was Val Luton, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I love Val Luton. When we come to it, I'll, yeah. point, I'll point out mine. Yeah, because I wrote down on most of the characters. That's hilarious. I look forward to that. Right on. Uh, what a treat. What a treat. What's so, this, what a treat. So let's, uh, real quick, how far are we in on this one? Yeah, let's move on. Um, yeah, let's dude, I, I love, so, so just to get you to the end. We think that we beat Death's design. Um, they think they figured it out. What happens is, and this is a premise for the later movies too, so we're just kind of setting you up to skip through later. If you save somebody in this movie, if yep. you save somebody that's supposed to be dead, Death skips them and moves on to the next person. Right. So at one point, Devin Sawa saves Kerr Smith and moves on, and we chop off Sean William Scott's head. Which if you haven't seen this awesome movie, there's scene. no spoilers. This movie came out yeah. in 2000. But, you know, it chops off his head, and then we get into later. And then all of a sudden, it's like, but wait a minute. It's always the what-if factor. Right. And then Kerr Smith gets taken at yeah. the end, son. Yeah. With this big swinging sign. Oh, man. It's just the – oh, dude. One last thing I want to throw out. Go ahead. Go ahead. Before we get to that. Go ahead. Go ahead. When did Devin Sawa and Clear Rivers become boyfriend girlfriend in the movie? I think it was a. Yeah. An I think it got cut. An attraction keeps happening. You kind of see it, but there's like, I, I think, think it's a, supposed to be an illusion. You know, we alluded to. I think that there was probably scenes shot oh, for sure, this, sure. where they got romantic and it got cut. And towards the last third of the movie, she keeps calling him baby. Oh, oh yeah. look, out, look out, baby! No. Right here in my notes, I have jotted down weird Hollywood reactions in reference to when this was made. Mm -hmm. Because the two things I jotted down was a friend's dad gilding him over the son killing suicide or son committing suicide. He would never do that. And then girls getting into relationship out in the wake of what has transpired. Right. It's right. ridiculous. Like almost a coldness. That maybe it wasn't, but it seems like it is now with how sensitive I think we right, I think it was we important are as a culture. That, uh, it triggered me. I'm going to be honest. Well, no, I, I, no. I think it was important that we. I think it was important that we got into this relationship. I think it was important that we got into this relationship to show things that happened later. You know, like she. Yeah. Did, that's the reason she stood up for him so much. Right. That's the. And I'm not sure that that's where they were going with that, but that's the way I always understood it is because. They needed that. You see what I'm saying? Like right. she, she stood up for him way too much for it to be a 
well, you saw something and I felt, I didn't feel what you felt. I didn't see what you saw, but I felt something and I, right. I believed in you. You know, it's almost like, oh, well, we're together in this. Come stay at my dad's cabin. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there had to be something. I, I agree with you. I There's feel something like, in there. I think right. a scene was cut right that had, you know, them getting romantic. Because yeah. even Carrie and I were sitting here and Carrie was like, did she just call him baby? And I was like, <laughs> I was getting ready to say the same thing. Right like, what is then she came out with whipped cream on as a bikini. And <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, just wrong movie. She's calling him Mox. And <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, so, wrapping up. Yeah, great ending in Paris. You know, they're trying to get to yeah. Paris. And then all the clues come back, all the dramatic stuff. And uh, yeah, that sign comes swinging down. Very cool. Very cool. Any final thoughts about the first one? Uh, surprisingly remains strong through the entire film. Yeah. You know, I mean, for, for a movie for younger people, they usually just kind of get dumber and dumber as it goes. This stayed pretty strong. Yeah. I mean, it keeps your attention. Um, yeah, it's kind of a kind of a special special little movie. Yeah. Definitely. That sur- I think is surviving, too. I think, I think it holds up. It's, it's still doing well. And it holds up in a fun, nostalgic way. Yeah. Like I watch it and I'm like, oh god, I dressed like that back yeah. then. Yeah. <laughs> Wear the Jinko jeans, son. <laughs> Very good. Okay, roll us into uh, part D. Final Destination Two, two thousand three. Now this time we switch up and wow. we go to director Four years later. Yeah, we That's go to director time. David R. Ellis with writers J. Mac. Uh, I want to say Mackie Gruber and Eric Bress. Now. This, they still give the story credit to uh, Jeffrey Reddick, but then we move on. Um, starring Allie Larder, she comes back. She reprives her role as Claire, as Claire Rivers. But now our stars are A.J. Cook, who plays Kimberly Corman. Oh. And Michael Landis, who plays Thomas. Uh, David Pat... Pat- I don't know all these names. Sorry. Pat... Patanaw? Pat- Call Panama, <laughs> who plays Evan Lewis, Sarah Carter, who is my favorite actress of this generation. Love me some Sarah Carter. No, dude, she was on Smallville. She's super she's hot. Out of she's super hot. She's on this uh, other show. Anyway, Sarah Carter, and then our boy Tony Todd comes back, man. Yep. Magic. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, we get to hear uh, John Denver's Rocky Mountain. Hi again. Yeah, in the dentist lobby. In the dentist lobby. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Now, these are some more of those that we were talking about, man. Uh, the Corman. The The names are, oh, are the, what's her name? It's Kimberly Corman for Roger Corman. Right. And um, the other one. Oh, what's Thomas's? Oh, it's James Kirk is uh, Tim Carpenter. Nora and oh, Tim Carpenter. Okay. They they kind of do okay. these throughout. I, okay. That's what it is. Because cool. cool. that's the note I made. I'm sorry. Yeah. So they do kind of do the nod Fun. to the horror directors throughout. Fun. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, the second one is... All right, folks, I'm just going to be real honest with you. They made the same movie five times. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So no, I'm good not a big that. deal. We talked about, about that. that. Yeah. Uh, so this is the same thing. Um, but this instance, and what I wrote down for each movie is I want to talk about what the instance is. So this instance is an interstate crash. There's, uh, they're going to spring break. Uh, this girl has a vision as she's getting onto the on-ramp onto the interstate mm-hmm. and uh, wakes up and, no, oh, no, no, we can't. You know, this is, she's freaking out. The cop stops her and then the big crash happens. 
And it's why we're all afraid to ride behind a log truck. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah. Seriously, since this movie. Yeah. Right. Nobody. Um, so, so set into motion the same set of events that was in the previous movie. Uh, and it will be the, the tone for the next three. And I don't say that begrudgingly. It's just what it is. No. Um, this one is fun, like the first one, because it is dramatically ominous at the beginning. Yeah. Oh, her transmission fluid is leaking, and it looks like blood in the yeah. driveway. Oh, like, oh, dude, there's so all much. All these things, all these things, so all much, the dramatically man. ominous things. Like, that sign looked like it said, kill. <laughs> you know, like, it just, all right those on. things. So, it's, you know, it's the same movie. Um, those are my exact notes, man. It says, same setup, different players, typical yeah. sequel. Um one unique twist they put on this movie is that all the survivors are connected to the original mm -hmm. victims. Oh, dude, that's something you... I mean, it was neat that they did... You find that out third act. That's third act. That's the third act reveal, which brings this movie to a completely different level. Third act? Yeah. Aren't, aren't more people dead by then? Uh, or, or, well, middle, or, or middle or of the second act leading into the third okay. act. Because that's what leads us to we're all connected. Okay. You, we get into the meat of the movie. Maybe the second act, I mean... But I felt like, you know, it, it happened a little bit later in the film because we get in with our first act, you know, with our, this is what happened, typical setup. Oh, my God, this chick can see the future. We go to a bunch of funerals. We, yeah. things happen. Well, we're the survivors. And then the kid goes, yeah. all the stuff in the, the the dentist office, you know, we get all that. And then it's not until that's later. they band together. Yeah, that's yeah, right. yeah. That's You're when right. they start banding exactly. together. So, so we are in the middle of second yeah, act. Yeah, yeah. We're in the middle of second act when we really find out. Hey, we're all connected to these people. I was called in on a kid whose head got chopped off. Yep. I did this. My, you know, so they were all connected. And if I hadn't some been way. there that night, I, I would have died this way. Exactly. Yeah. So if I hadn't been called to that scene for where that kid's head got cut off, I'd have been I've, shot in a right, shootout. Yep. I would have been with my other partner and got shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was that was a fun twist. Yeah, that was yep. a fun twist. Um, professor, any thoughts on this installment? It remains surprisingly <laughs> fresh yeah, for yeah. a sequel that's regurgitating yeah, it because while I was watching it, I kept thinking, I was like, man, you know, we're, we're basically doing the same thing. I don't care. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> right, in this one. Right, right. It, right. Just in this one where it truly feels comparable in quality because the cast isn't cheap. You can nope. tell that they have I still care about these characters. Yeah, they haven't yeah. tried to just churn out a duplicate carbon copy. Yep. So this was the real surprise of the franchise for me among yeah. okay. something else, yeah. which we'll go into later. Right. But this was the true surprise for me because I watched this back then. Okay. I remember this back I've then. I've never seen it. See, when I think of this, the the first two movies, I want to say the franchise, but I'd only seen the first two. I, I thought of the logs coming out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what that's I think That's an iconic of. scene, but I remember that from the trailer. See, okay. Nikki. I don't remember. See, uh, and I remember, and I think that the highway scene is masterful. Oh, I mean, definitely. And yeah. the the ways of killing people, surprisingly, is still very inventive uh, with the setups that we're doing with that. And that's, I think, what is most surprising about this because it's so it would be so easy for them to just cash in from here on out. Yeah. And they clearly were still putting effort into this. Yeah. Um, I can't say the same through the entire franchise, but this one was the shocker for me. I knew the first one was good. I remember. Yeah, 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 I didn't yeah. know if I would like it as much. Yeah. But I knew I it was... I was still invested in this one. Yeah. I knew oh, was, no, I'm with you This on that, one, yeah. I was like, okay, I don't remember this being as quality 
as it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's maybe because I've watched way more shitty movies since then. Yeah, and so now this yeah. seems better. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's probably part of it. But uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I think, you know, they, they kept the good things about the first one. They raised the gore, which, you know, fans are going to enjoy. Right, right. right. And well, so, higher bet, higher yeah, death toll, it's like bigger. Yeah. They, they managed to do a delicate balance between maintaining a little integrity and effort and still giving more of what the fans want, which I just don't think is very common for a part two in, in movies. So, yeah. you know, hats off to them for that. I was surprised with the overall quality of this one. I love that they went to Tony Todd for the answers again. I love that. Yeah. I thought that was great. Right. Now, and here's that Claire Rivers is still alive. She's Claire, so, yeah, from yeah, the so Claire's still alive. Good to carry her over. I give you that, but the thing I loved about this is not only did we stay there, not only did we take what we knew from the last movie, now we have the addition of the new life angle. Mm. If a new life <laughs> right. who was supposed to die right. is born, the baby, this woman that is pregnant, if this yeah. child is born, then we are all going to be free and clear from death's design because a new life interrupts death. I thought that was an interesting angle. So they started this Death Watchers Club. You know, where they're all watching out for each other and looking uh-huh. out for each other and being responsible for each other. And then they've got to make sure they got to find this woman and make sure this baby is born. Right. So that's something that it's a little, I know like you've always got to elaborate. You've got to go one step further. Right. And that's their step further, which to me is like, we're rewriting these rules anyway. Mm-hmm. Why not? There was right. a pregnant yeah, woman. Why not try something? They're no, exactly. Totally good. Yeah. Um, little notes. I got to throw this in there. We already talked about the what. This is my note. What? They're all attached to the survivors <laughs> of Friday 180. It really says what with exclamation points. Because my daughter, that's how she said it. Literally. She goes, yeah. what? Nice. Like, I loved it to death. Nice. But, uh, uh, yeah, the, I, yeah, I did like, I like that connection. Dude, uh, that's the reason I don't mess around with elevators is one of my notes. I don't fuck with elevators. Ooh. That was a good death scene, man. Oh, yeah. In a movie that really took you into it because it's something we've all experienced. You take that yeah. step off and the elevator drops a little bit or it moves a little bit and you're just like, what? Or them doors don't close all the way yeah. or they close too quick sometimes. We've all had that fear of an of an elevator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And this kind of plays on that fear really well, man. Um, how's come there's always a loony that swears he's in control of his life? <laughs> Everyone, <laughs> because you know that guy. I do. That's the reason yeah. I ask. It's the it's the prepper. Right. It's the it's the rye bones. It's the guy that's like, <laughs> you're not gonna stop me. Yeah. Nobody's taking me down. Yeah. I got this. He's going out like Pac. You know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but totally. I, I thought that was funny, man. But uh, dude, the death scenes in this movie, son. The 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 combo airbag uh, fit splitter. Like the death scenes in this movie, they get bigger and badder. Yeah, and you're right. We don't have as great of a connection mm-hmm. in this movie. And what we start to notice in this movie is the the connection, the uh, the the visions. Everything starts to get stronger, yeah. which is a theme that runs throughout these movies. Right. We find out the connection starts to get stronger with the death or the afterworld or the visions. Mm-hmm. But, man, dude, they, they did some good ones, man. They did some good ones. And in this movie, we lose dum, 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 Allie Larder. She gone. Clear get blown up. She gone. Yep. 
<laughs> she got that's Bye, all we can say. She got I, I don't have any more notes for this movie. Um, except I, for the except for the, the end. very end. The very, oh, dude, the very end. end, dude. I'm with you. With that, horns yeah. in the horns in the air, that, son. That, go check on the barbecue, and that kid goes to check the grill, and he blows up. And I was like, yes. If, so I, we if anybody watches Shameless, he is uh, the secret boyfriend. Of, oh, is he? Of the, That's awesome. the characters. They just put that on Netflix. The American one, yeah. Watch it. It's I awesome. Am. I put it on awesome. I love. Uh, do you have more notes on this one, Professor? Um, uh, ladder. Quick. I just love the the glass, the sheet of glass. Yeah. I just have to hammer that home. Well, real quick before we get out of here, can we talk about the new life angle? We thought it was the baby. It ended up not being the baby. It was right. her dying and actually being brought back to life. But we lose the kid in the end, and we. At the end, we're led to believe that oh, we're still going. Yeah, and I we love said that. a new thing. Yeah, we said a new thing in the motion. Right. Yeah. So we said a new thing in the motion because right. the kid got pushed out of the way. The truck coming through to save people, and then boom, the kid blows up, and you're like, oh, now they all go start dying again. Fun. Hey, the, the, <laughs> this is the last one I cared about. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, this one, this one was still okay. Right on. Um. <laughs> So let's go ahead and move back on to let's go ahead and move on to three. We have three more to get a hold of. Anything you guys finals on that? On two. No. Okay. I'm sorry if we're moving on too quick, guys, but we're way just far into this. Just all kinds of things so I wanted to say. No big deal. Oh, <laughs> I'm just Final kidding, Destination Three, 2006. We're back hey, to direct. Where did, where did you get that Final Destination Two shirt that you're wearing right now? <laughs> what were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we're back to director James Wong, who is dire- this is his third uh, movie at this point. No, not Conjuring. Oh, and, and yeah, writers awesome. and Glenn <laughs> Morgan and James Wong wrote this one as well. Now we have Wendy Christensen played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Kevin Fincher played Fincher. by Ryan Marion Merriman, Ian McKinley played by Chris Lamenchi, Frankie Cheeks played by Sam Easton. <laughs> now here's my favorite: Louis Romero, another director. Louis Romero. Played by Texas Battle. Texas Battle. Texas Battle. Wrong turn, Wrong turn two, two, baby, yeah. Joe. Yeah. <laughs> that right there, that's our Joe Lynch yeah. tie-in, baby. Yeah, man. Um, and then The Devil's Voice. Oh, we got to point out The Devil's Voice this time. Tony Todd's not physically in the movie, right. but he plays the voice of the devil at the ride. Yep. So here we go, man. Let's the um, one that Tony Todd is not physically in, right? Um, No, he's not in four at all. Oh, that's right. He's not in four. But either. we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, dude. Um. The opening of this movie is the reason I don't ride roller coasters. Boom. I wrote a bunch of those. It's the reason I don't ride roller coasters. Uh, Matt Chan, I can't help but notice a trend here that everything that happens in these movies are the reasons why you don't leave the house. <laughs> everything You're like, that's why I don't ride in cars. There's that's why I don't for, get in elevators. There's room for one more. That's why I don't get on roller coasters. <laughs> that's why I don't get on planes. That's why I don't go to NASCAR hey, races. Hey, I've got that's more. I've got more. bridges. It's like, that is the reason I don't go to NASCAR. <laughs> I sit in the grandstand. There's no way engines reach me in the grandstand. <laughs> no, but let's go with this one, man. So, um, so this one, as you said, is... Once again, premonition leads to sorrow. Right. And this one is that they're going to die on a roller coaster. Right. So we have die on a plane, die on the interstate. Now we have die on a roller coaster. Um, we got to point out that the opening looked cheesy as hell. Oh, yeah. I mean, there was lots of... we. From the first movie where we had practically we had practical effects where guys were dying in, um, uh, the head chopping off obviously not but the the bathtub and things like that yeah, yeah. where it was very real. This the opening kind of looked kind of cheesy and I'm I'm not being mean about that but it's we start to get into those mid two thousands special effects relying heavily on 
CGI type things. What year was this? 2006. Six. Okay. This is the cheapening of the franchise. Yeah, it really is. I'm with this you This is when it happened. This is when I quit caring about the character. The characters became static at this point. You didn't care about them. They didn't care about it. Right. Like, it just became... Uh, you know, they weren't grieving the loss of people. They weren't realistic. They just became static. And it, it just, uh, this is where I lost touch with the films. Um, the thing that got me was we come out and we have our initial thought or initial thing that's going on on the, um, the roller coaster. So once again, now, now we have a boyfriend and a girlfriend and a two sets of boyfriend and girlfriend right. who are going on this roller coaster. And one girl says, I can't sit in the front. I can't see the track coming. It's going to mess me up. I got to sit in the back. Well, the boyfriend wants to sit in the front. So the boyfriend's best friend goes, you know what? I'll sit in the back with your girl. You sit. Let my girl sit up front with you. They played rock, paper, scissors. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, like we going we going to do this. And um, anyway. That leads to a bunch of people fighting, getting off the getting off the roller coaster, just like getting out of the the wreck, just like getting yeah, off the plane. plane. Yeah. <laughs> so it's nothing new there. Um, but these photos that were taken at the scene. Oh, the photographs. Now I didn't see. Look at this photograph. Oh my <laughs> Every God. time I did it, makes me laugh. Like I didn't see what the fuck she saw in these photographs. Until Act Three, when they started blatantly pointing it out, right? I didn't see in the beginning. Exactly, I'm I didn't same care. Way. I was like, "What the hell?" She's like, like, "Look, I got a picture." It's like, "What the hell are you? What the hell's in this?" <laughs> but uh, I didn't see what was in them, dude. I didn't. I didn't think at all, man. Right. But uh, I got another note. I got to point out real quick, uh, and that's the reason I don't tan. <laughs> that's my second reasoning. Um, I do have Real to point out that uh, we're watching All three right. movies in, and finally, I'm sitting there with my daughter, who is 12, who has watched the previous two movies with me. And next thing you know, there's just big boobies flopping around everywhere for no reason, except they're in a tanning bed, which I understand. Further cheapening of the franchise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. basically. Because exactly. they, they make it a point to say, uh... Tan lines or something about tan. It's like, oh, you know, they both take their tops off, and the girl's like, "Why are you wearing panties?" And she's like, "Oh, my man likes tan lines." And and that was the point where my daughter kind of looks at me, and I look at her because I'm trying to enjoy watching big floppy boobies. Oh, okay. No, 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 but I'm not being. I'm, but you see what I'm saying? Like, and I look at my 12 year old daughter, and I just can't because my daughter's looking at me, going, "Why are they doing this, Dad?" And I can't. I don't have any excuse. I don't yeah. have any reasoning to give her, dude. And you said, "Thanks, Obama." <laughs> <laughs> and no, it Trump. It all Trump. It's right. Trump fault. The wall got ten feet higher. <laughs> no, um, but I mean that was the thing. Like it, it really further did. cheapening. You talk about cheapening of the franchise. This one really did. It took me into as as a as a young man. I can I can get behind the boobies, and I like the death scene. I really did, dude. I didn't get the catching on fire. I didn't get why things were happening but i love the glass breaking the heat rising the cracking i yeah. enjoyed the death scene itself as a as a fan of horror but i just couldn't get behind my my 12 year old going why why yeah she's like i don't go tan and if i did i wouldn't take my top off and i'm like i don't want to know I'm like daddy leave daddy in the dark here you know like <laughs> i don't care but you know i don't know man so that's me right now what are you guys thoughts on this one 
Professor. Uh, I think that, uh, <laughs> you, that either one of you wouldn't know a good movie if it jumped up and bit you in the ass. This scene was perfect. <laughs> no. Uh, I, here's the best way for me to describe my experience with this and to echo your sentiments. Right. Now, I don't think that this bottoms out in the trash to where it's like actually a painful watch. It's not a good movie, yeah. but it's serviceable if you're in like marathon mode, if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Um, for me, you knew... Okay, the intro to it, I'm like, okay, cool. We got a theme park. We got a whole right, new setting. We right. got, uh, it seems like some some young people that have went on to make some things I recognize him from, so we're going to have a decent cast. Right. Like Texas like, Battle. Yeah. Texas <laughs> like, Battle, baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, and so I was like, okay, maybe, maybe we got uh, some more fun here. And then the CGI goes over the top with the roller coaster yeah, crashing. Definitely. And I knew at this very moment, when the two people minimally shift to move these heavy carts on the roller coaster, I was like, okay, we now went from that. That wouldn't work for starters. Right. And if it did, it would take the better part of 20 minutes probably to right. get any kind of like real progress with that. And so then you immediately go, okay, before we had these very crafty, eloquent ways of building up to yeah. disaster. Yes. Right. I'm now watching two skinny kids rock a string of heavy carts you know on this roller coaster up, <laughs> upside yeah. down my dad yeah, yeah. and that's when i knew this is not going to be anywhere near the quality that we've had with right. the first two films now like i said it wasn't like actually it didn't make me angry like some sequels have like like a lie, getting through some of those leprechaun movies i actually was miserable watching don't <laughs> you Dare. <laughs> I, How I dare shouldn't, you, I shouldn't, I shouldn't keep going you? back to those, but like, you know, uh, at least jump one ghoulies. So. Yeah. He's yeah. There was some, yeah, there was, yeah, there was some ghoulies and some critter movies that, that were just, yeah, right. Yeah, we're on oh, pirate we're ship. <laughs> Horror. <laughs> uh, shiver me. Um, but so it, it wasn't, it's not a horribly taxing watch, but it is important to notice the drop off in quality. Yeah. No, it really is. Especially the, the uh, drive through runaway truck. There's some, some neat stuff that, the that happens in that the same but, brand from the second. Right. Day. And so yeah, like yeah, you yeah. have, you have some, some still signs of effort that's almost misleading. You're like, wait a minute. No, that's, this is kind of cool. They're doing this. I think, it was but it, at the end of the day, the heart of this film isn't there like it yeah. had been in the first right. two. So, like, I, I agree with you on that. I just, yeah. I don't want to discourage viewers from, like, if they're just in the mood to run through these for fun, they're not the worst thing you'll ever see. There's still some entertainment there. There's right, still some, right, right. some decent kills and all that. The weight room kill with Texas Battle. <laughs> so ridiculous. Dude, literally. The swords. Um, the weightlifting machine made me laugh out loud is my note, dude. Literally made me laugh out loud. Yeah, um, I really don't have anything else to say about this movie. So we'll do yeah. besides besides it's it's at this point. I'm the most indifferent on this one. I've yeah. already I've already ran this down, it, but this is when the novelty started to wear off. I said I've seen this before. Right, right. Uh, you don't care. I don't care. You know. How did we end this movie? Uh, Anticlimactic. Yeah, I don't remember. Could you? That's my anything? note that says there's no point to ending other than death is inevitable pretty anticlimactic we lose everybody at the end of this movie. i figured though and that's that's the thing this is like instead of finding a a neat way which we find later and we talk about later instead of finding a neat way to wrap everything up 
um, you know, we just kill everybody. And um, right on. So, you, we are we moving on? Does anybody have anything else to say about three? I know we're we're kind of far yeah. into this. We need to move on. Okay. Um, you guys, yeah. I mean, yeah. The, I, the roller coaster thing is starting to kill yeah, we're me. Way farther along in time. You than know I what? I we never. Were. You just said that, and I never even put two and two together. Huh. That. Uh, so the girls that die in the tanning bed are singing Roller Coaster of Love. Yeah. Roller Coaster of Love. I never right. even got that that's an alliteration to... Right. They should have died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! That was the thing. Right, right. Boom shakalaka. <laughs> this movie's great. He got the John Denver in the air. All right, folks. I'm going to go ahead and move on. We're moving on to <laughs> the... Final Destination, 2009. It's now, here's the something. thing, guys. Oh, how I wish we was. are back to David R. Ellis directing and Eric Bress writing. So we've switched from one set to another set, back to the first set, back to the second from set. The set to the blood set. <laughs> right, basically. Um, I only wrote down four on this. I wrote down, we have Hunt, played by Nick Zano, Samantha, played by Krista Allen, Nick, played by Bobby Campo, and George played my Mike Atelli Williamson. Oh, yeah, Michael T- uh, Bubba Gump. Bubba, Bubba, yeah. baby. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So I want to point out, like we talked about, this is the first in the series without Tony Todd in any fashion at all. Yeah. And here's my first big note of this movie. The fourth movie, by the fourth movie, I really have to ask, if someone wants to get up and leave a situation, why are people always fighting them and trying to make them stay? The guy said, we're all going to die. We need to get out of here. And he tries to leave. And instead of letting him leave or talking to him when they got outside, they stop him in the middle of this racetrack and fight him. You're not allowed to leave. This guy's freaking out. And instead of just letting him go, they're holding him here. This has become a running theme in these movies. And it doesn't happen in the fifth one. But it, it, it happens in these fourth ones. Where somebody's like, we're all going to die. And people are like, you're fucking stupid. Sit down. And I hate to be crass, but that's how it happens in these movies. Listen, if we own a roller coaster and y'all freak out and want to get off, good luck, dog. You on your own. I'm yeah. Like when we rode uh, Space Mountain in high school <laughs> and uh, Harry Williams started freaking out because he thought his harness over him wasn't on secure. Hey. So, hey, 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 my heart. And then the next thing you hear is zoom and we take off nobody gave a shit we got to going hey that's the thing man i did that shit in high school too when we went down to splash mountain yeah i felt uneasy as fuck and i yelled about it but when it came time to ride space mountain i didn't even get on i rode splash didn't ride space (laughs) because i felt something was wrong you survived and i'm still here yeah (laughs) i can't believe all those people died that day um any any actual (laughs) fan of nascar that watched this movie was taken out of the movie because most of that carnage would have never fucking happened anyway. You can't shoot a 5,000-pound engine or whatever, however much it really weighs. <laughs> and we are definitely the Midwest monsters. <laughs> well, here's what's funny. So this was the redneck Oh, this is the redneck version. opening of all fucking No, 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 no. This one was made. We talk about how they've been pandering with other movies. They're pandering with paranormal activity when they made the marked ones. Right. They want to appeal to a Latino community. Right. They're... Uh, one of them was an Asian one. I think it was the ghost dimension. Yeah, yeah. They're pandering with that. They're pandering with Fear the Walking Dead to the Southern California style crowd. 
This was pandering. This was the pandering Final Destination. Except they were really horrible towards this community. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. they make they these people the rednecks, completely they, ignorant. They like, gave us a racist ass. Like, there's nobody that can go watch a race smarting. that can form a complete sentence. It's like, come on, man. And he's got a swastika tattoo. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It's like the irony of it so is, crazy. is the 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 script is belittling this this crowd of people that are attending a race, and it's like the only real ignorance is the script. And I'm not a big race fan, but I'm like, come on, man. Like, why are you making everybody here a complete, like, racist hill womp? There's plenty yes. of people that go watch racing. Them. They, or, so maybe none of that. it's reverse pandering. So when Bubba come walking through. I see what through, you're saying, though. Yeah. When it Bubba still brings them in. It does the crowd, dude starts whistling Dixie at him. Yes. There Whist- goes the neighborhood. There goes the neighborhood. He whistling at him. And it's reiterated even louder with more characters later when, not the, the okay, so we got to point out again, once again, shit go, ha- shit happened. Yes. Premonition happens, guy sees wait, deaths wait, wait, of wait. all these people. You mean to tell me that somebody <laughs> avoided death in this movie? <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> Guy's seen a whole bunch of death and carnage at the racetrack. What? Um, but anyway, that's what happens. He gets some folk out. And then the folk he gets out is all pissed off, and they racist, and they hate the fact that Bubba Gump Shrimp is <laughs> is a security guard, and they wanna he wanna hang him, and then he go to his house to burn a cross <laughs> in his yard, and you end up getting killed on his own tow truck, which leads you to believe if racist tow truck drivers drive tow trucks, they gonna die. Uh, by the way, <laughs> the name of the tow truck, Destiny Towing, oh. same beer, the ale, yep, 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 from the previous two movies, yep. Um, the special effects and graphics in this film look horrible compared to the previous films because this is a three D. These are exceptionally. This oh. is a three D film that we we yeah. get like scissors popping out at you and rope and th- different this things. This is all CG. At yeah, this point. yeah, and it all pops out at you yeah. and it's uh, supposed to be this three D kind of and it's shit, dude. It's uh, sorry, but it is. I've had a few yeah, drinks, it's but it's shit it's at bad. this point. Uh, speaking of callbacks to previous episodes, one yes. of the rednecks. Is wearing uh, one of those hook necklaces like I got in Hawaii. Yeah, like yeah, the bone yeah. Hook. Yeah, he, they're wearing like a, a shitty bedazzled one. He's wearing one in this film. Somebody from the previous film was wearing right, one, right, hmm, right. which was funny. So they're doing these little callbacks, but at this point, who cares? There's yeah. no, especially in this fourth one. This fourth one is probably the worst of the whole franchise. Uh, for me, it's not even close. This is like. Yeah, this is this by is far, light years worse. By than far, yeah. worse than the this is this is just the, the only the thing the that barrel. I thought was redeeming about this fourth one was it had unlike the previous three, it has no ties to Flight One Eighty. Yeah, has no ties yeah. to what happened before because everybody else had a story. Like we find out in the second <laughs> one that they were tied to Flight One Eighty. We find out in the third one, hey, last year at this time or two years ago, or whatever right. this happened, right? And so. Was this it? one has no ties to Flight 180, and I kind of dug that. You dug that? No, 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 because it, finally they were trying to, at least they were trying to stand on their own two feet. I don't think this was a good movie, but they didn't go, hey, we're at a racetrack, and guess what? Eight years ago, nine years ago, a flight took off that blew up, and those people were related to us by this. They weren't trying. Hmm. Where is the previous three movies? Oh, they all weren't had... trying. That's the key point. <laughs> this movie. But the previous three movies directly said Flight 180. They, okay. you know, they went back yeah. to it. This one at least went, "Hey, man, we're not relying on Flight 180." Right. So that's what I was talking about. Yeah, this is easily the worst one 
Um, the only nice thing I'll say about this one is that escalator death. Is that the car wash? <laughs> no, the escalator. Oh, escalator. I, yeah, when they're riding. For the some escalator. reason in my mind, I heard you say escalator, Dude, and then that, it started making me think of the car wash. That's Sorry. my note. That chick is back on the escalator. <laughs> yep. I hope she gets caught in a blood bath. Swimming pool drain was so dumb. Oh, dude, uh, so dumb. It's just all... It reminded me of that Chuck Palahniuk story about oh, diving. Oh, yep. <laughs> he gets his intestines sucked out. Yep. Swimming pool. The so car wash, I Friends, thought... Google that. Chuck Palahniuk diving. Yeah. The car wash one I did think was uh, fairly inventive. It wasn't executed all that well. Right. But that reminded me a little bit of earlier entries where, you know, it's like, yeah. okay, that's kind of cool. Uh, the movie still sucked in every oh, possible yeah. way, but Everywhere. I had to at least put one half positive note. Was it this one or the previous one where they were, said there was someone from Fort Wayne? Did you guys catch that? One of the victims? I'm sure, it's Fort this Wayne. one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Racing NASCAR, it's this one. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I've got nothing else to say about this. Movie. Okay, uh, man, so let's... Uh, the end? Um, he goes, what if we didn't change anything? That's how it ends. Merry Christmas. He says, what if we didn't change anything? They're all sitting there, and he goes, what if this is where we're supposed to be? What if we didn't change anything? Yeah. Dad. This movie killed a mom in front of her kids. Yeah, dude, the, the rock fans, through the eye. The rock through whatever. the eye was kind of good. I give you that. I yeah, like that rock, dude. I know, dude. But when Bubba gets hit with the truck, we get... I, I hate yeah, to keep that. that. There's the a air. lot of callback bullshit. Bubba... They, they tried to make Bubba the character we care about because his wife died, drunk driver sort of right, thing. Right, right. He tries to take AA. his own life. Yeah. And... Right, they tried to make us care, but I didn't. But then we got the, the whatever, the Nick Zano character over here who we've seen his girlfriend and he's fucking chicks in the cabana and he's you know he's the guy with the ring at the pool you know right. like they try to make you care about care about these characters but they don't do a good enough job to make yeah. anybody really care about these characters right now the one thing i thought was neat about this was the other survivor in the cowboy hat mm-hmm. they announced that all these survivors all these people right all these people were right all these people had yeah. died and yet there was one survivor but they couldn't tell anybody that yeah so he was like, well, what's he got to do with us? And he goes, well, he'd have been dead if I wouldn't have asked him to move. Yep. So I saved his life, and he fucked up their whole plan. Right. What if we didn't change anything? What if we like the to, DVD. What if you we should we watch this over and over. <laughs> what if we went on to the fifth movie? I thought we are were we, Are we done with this? Really? Out. Are we done with this? <laughs> Just kidding. Guys, you guys listen. The cocaine in the Instagram right now. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm not on the hour. Yeah. Well, artist Brian Blair got at us, and I kind of wanted to see what it said because the professor's over here. Fifth movie. All right. <laughs> I like it. We're done. It's the final, uh, final, sorry. final destination. It's the final count. I feel like Joe. It's coming up. I'm leaving. Final destination five. 2011. Lever. <laughs> oh, I feel like Job in the Bible being punished. To watch 2011 director Stephen Quayle, writer Eric Hesser. Hesser. Hesser? Like Hesser. those metal? No. Sam is played by Nicholas DeGosto. Molly played by my heartthrob crush Emma Bell. <laughs> or Adam Green's heartthrob crush Emma Bell. Nathan played by Arlen Escarpada. Dennis played by David Kochner. Yeah. And Bloodworth, 
back is my man Tony Todd. Magic. Yeah. So once a fucking game, we have a premonition. This time, there's a bunch of people that are working in a paper factory. Dunder Mifflin, people, persons, paper, people. Look, so these hey, what people, year was this one? Uh, 2011. Okay, go ahead. In the height of the office. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, look. So we have people that work at a paper company, and um, they're taking a trip. A uh, what's it called? A retreat. A work. Retreat. A work retreat. So they're work on a work retreat. retreat, and they get on a bus, and this bus goes over a bridge, and the kids, as they stopped on the bridge, the kid has a premonition. That the bridge is going to collapse. And that's how this one goes yeah. south. All right. So, uh, by the way, speaking of all these, some of these things earlier and how Final Destination wouldn't have been made if it was a year later because of planes and crashes and things like that. I think that this film was playing off of a tragedy. Remember that giant bridge collapse in Minnesota? It was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that happened in like 09 or no, maybe a little earlier. Maybe six or seven. But anyways, it's like, come on, guys. You going to make a bridge collapse movie? And yeah. We're worried about bridge collapsing because the Army Corps, and Army Corps of Engineers have not done pretty good jobs with these bridges. Anyway. So let's keep going. Uh, we're not going to. So let's just roll with this real quick, man. Finally, when someone has a premonition, nobody tries to fight them. Everybody's got the fuck off the bus. Hey, go see, hey, what, go see what's wrong with thing. that guy. Hey, go see what's wrong with this guy. Hey, what's wrong with you? And they get off the bus. And the bridge collapses, right? Right. So now, like the previous five films were set in motion. It was Death's plan. It was Death's design. And who tells us about Death's design but the one and only Tony Todd. Welcome back, Tony. We love you, baby. So we get some cool deaths in this one. Uh, Some deaths that would never happen. And the, the fact that they point out that they would never happen. Like the gymnast, I thought was brilliant. He was like, that would never happen. I don't know how it fucking happened. Like, she's done this a million times. Oh, I don't know how she would break her neck, you know, do all this by falling. That she's fell brutal. before. It that was brutal. Was so oh, my God. Oh, good. And if you want to, you can find gifts of it online. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, that death was top notch. Yeah, it really was, man. Um, what about the picture? The, the, the girl... Knocks a picture off of her desk. The girl with the, at the light eye surgery. She knocks a picture off of her desk. And the picture that she knocks off is a roller coaster picture from the third movie. Whoa. Tying it all together. Roller coaster. Together. So there's a lot of things like that. I wrote down sporadic notes, man. And one of my notes is this movie feels like it's dragging on too long in parts. Like this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sorry, man. I'm trying to cover these movies. Got that ain't directed at you. So, because it feels like every time we get into going yeah. long, you guys are like, "Mad Chan, just fucking talk." <laughs> That's what I do. Okay, all apologies. This is perfect length. Go ahead. But no, but for real, it's so we get that kind of shit going on, and then we have a funeral, and everybody gets bereavement, and these we're our survivors are at the office trying to figure out why, why not me, why not this, why not that, and we actually get to see real grieving in this movie, unlike we've seen in. The three movies previous, but it brings us back to the first movie. So I really enjoyed that, man. And then Tony talks about that he has seen this kind of thing before. But, but we'll keep going. There's more. Tony's seen this kind of thing before, man. And uh, the whole eye thing freaks me out. I don't. 
I can't watch eye yeah. stuff. Oh, like, dude, like that zombie, laser in the eye. When the girl's going in on the piece yeah. of wood, I just look oh, away. Dude. It like actually gives me headaches real bad. I, I don't even want to talk about it right now. I don't do the eye horror. I respect it. It's got its place. Ain't so, my shit. just like the other movies, our band of characters, our survivors, get picked off one by one in strategic fashion. One of them in a massage parlor. Our dickhead gets taken out in a massage parlor where he thinks he's going to get a happy ending. And, and you get a clue there. He's on his phone because he's trying to hustle all these ladies. And his phone is a flip phone. We get a clue. And I was like, that's weird to in. See, I didn't Dude, notice that. I did too. He got the most fame. He got the most famous flip phone. The razor. But, no, no, no. Oh. Well, that was the second. Okay. But anyway, but we'll go back to that oh, in yeah, a few it minutes. Be the razor. Right, yeah, right, 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 right. So then we get Peter, the guy whose girl, who was his girlfriend, was the gymnast who died at the beginning. Peter starts flipping out, and we find out that in this time, if you cheat death, you truly live. Yeah, or this plays with the rules quite right, right, right. It really does, but it's the most. I think it's the most well thought out movie since the first. Yeah, I really do because they actually took time to go. If this happens to this character, then we can do this to this character. There's lots of more humanity in this movie than have been in the previous three, and we bring that. we bring that back around to the way the characters grieve. The, the things that happens, we find out our main character not only works at the paper company, he works as a chef at night. So, I feel like this one cared more yeah. than the previous two. And, and they re- it really tried. They really yeah. did. And this, that's the it thing. It was good, but it tried. But it, it put so much effort into it. Like, the first one was just so great. And then the second one is takes off from there. But after three and four, this one's a fucking masterpiece. Like, it really is. Like, after three and four, it's like, oh, there's good writing. They put thought into it. This is what's happening. So, any anything you guys want to add about this movie before we just go ahead and spoil the fucking reveal? Here, here's the difference yeah, for me. If we implement the rule that killing someone... Right. No, here's the thing. If you put this earlier in the film... This is a better movie. If you're going to... You take life to gain life. Right. If we right. put that as the, the whole center of this film, this is better than the second film. As it is, I don't think it is because of that. I rank this the... Third? Yes, third best film yeah. out of the franchise. Um, but, yeah, it's just they don't... They don't work on that enough. They don't spell it out early enough because when they did that, I was like, okay, we're adding... We're adding to mythology. Yeah, the, the mythology with it and the rules, which is fine because you know it's death, it's mysterious. There's a reason we could say, okay, well, we didn't know that. I'll buy it. But I was like, you didn't use this enough. This could have been a, a supremely entertaining film yeah. if we've got them all working together, basically, to figure out in a way like vigilante right. kills, like like who can we kill that's it's not justified? Yeah. And to save our lives, that would have been an awesome movie. There are still things about it that I I think make it vastly better than the third and fourth entry. Right. But that was my one frustration with the film, is that we, we present that idea, and I don't understand why if we bring it to the table, we don't make that a large part of the film. Right. I thought that that would have, would have made this movie a much more entertaining watch. I still liked it. 
I would classify it not as great, not as bad. It's just there. Right. It's it's good. Yeah. And in relation to the franchise, as a standalone film by itself, I wouldn't call this a good movie. No. No. But for what we've come to at that point with uh, entry three and four, this is a good movie. Um, but yeah, that was my biggest complaint with it. I wish that we would have explored that and we didn't, it was not utilized very much at all. In fact, it, it was kind of just, it almost felt like it was used as filler and, you yeah. know, in, in the, in ways in comparison to what it could have been implemented as. So, yeah. uh, but yeah, that's all I got other than what clearly we'll address right, before right. we wrap up. I had five yeah. notes. Uh, this happened on a bridge. Yep. <laughs> the gymnast death was great. Yep. Uh, take life to gain life. Yep. What? Uh, I like that Arlen Escarpeta was in the Friday the 13th reboot. Yo, yes, he was. <laughs> 2009, man. Shout out to him. Lawrence, he yeah. cheating on me with the bomb. I see him. No, baby. <laughs> uh, no, he was good. great, dude. He was And those are my only notes until we spoil the ending. All right. Now, you know here's the thing, guys. We have sat and talked about three shitty movies in a row, or a couple <laughs> shitty movies in a row. So we're going to spoil the fuck out of this movie. So we're going to give you five, four, three, two, one. Listen. <laughs> this ending is amazing. The ending is fucking amazing. This is We find out at the end of this movie that it's a prequel yes. to Final Destination 2000. Yes. The first movie. The At the end, our main characters get on a plane, flight 180 to Paris. What? Heading out. <laughs> and this movie started the entire franchise. That is so fucking brilliant. They're like, you know what? It's a gonna, perfect book. We're going to end this yep. at the beginning. It's fucking amazing, dude. It's like a, it's like made me stand up and take my glasses oh, off. Oh, seriously, like, man. Son. You done <laughs> went there. Yeah. Dude, I've, honestly, I felt like an idiot. I, said, I was like, man, they got me. <laughs> Final Destination 5 just got me. Yep. I got got. I sat there. Yeah, I was got, like, son of a got, bitch. Son. That was good. Dude, <laughs> I was like, I like, you know, I was on my phone until like the last 15 minutes and I'm starting to piece it together. And I was like, hold up. Hold up. He wants to go to France. He's, yep. a, he's a cook. Yep. He accepted the sh- <laughs> <laughs> And I put my phone down and I was like. Give no. it to me. Give it to me. No. They go in there, son. And they did. <laughs> so like, I'll tell you what. Like you, you called it. I did. I seen those pieces. Did not call it. But here's the thing. Uh, Hot Toddy <laughs> told out. me. Shout out. Hot Toddy goes. I say, hey man, watching Final Destination <laughs> for the movie. He goes, ah oh, man. He's like, I love one. Two's okay. Three's whatever. Four's dog shit. I love five. And I was like, right on. He was like, if you watch, when you watch five, call me. I'll come watch five. So I call him. I'm like, hey, man, I'm about to watch four. He's like, what the hell did I tell you? He said, don't call me until you watch five. Four's dog shit. Five's amazing. Hot Toddy's words, not mine. So I'm sitting there and uh, he can't come over for whatever, you know, reason, you know, late night. I watch him late night. And uh, I'm watching five. And I'm like, why does Hot Toddy love this movie so much? That last 15 minutes killed it. I was like, oh, that is. I slow clapped in the room. I was. I woke up yeah. from a sleep to slow clap <laughs> in the room because I was sitting there watching it numb. 
Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. like literally, oh, like yeah. two in the morning, not like just caring. numb, not yeah. caring anymore, yeah. trying to write notes, like just watching it numb. And then all of a sudden they they get on that plane. And I was like, are they on a plane? They on a plane. You and see he looks the scuffle? At, yeah, he looks down at his ticket. This is flight 180. <laughs> and then they show us the scuffle. You're right. Yep. From the first movie. And Devin Sawa's being pulled off that motherfucker. And I was like, yeah. I, I clapped all the way through the end of the movie. So. I was like, ah. Yeah. Ah. I shaved the skin off my left arm. I was freaking out so bad. <laughs> yeah, I could not believe it. So. Uh, I was like, you beautiful bastards. That's what it is. <laughs> you beautiful bastards. Dude, and it's it's a shame. Like, it really is. After all this that we've talked about, literally, man, it's like, it took that first movie <laughs> right. to that fifth movie. Those things in between. But you get there, and it's so rewarding. It's so rewarding. But it's like, man, this... This racetrack shit is bullshit. Oh, yeah. This, you know, even the roller coaster at some points was bullshit. But when you get there at the end, even the paper company at some points was bullshit. Mm -hmm. But when you get there at the end, man, that them people getting on that plane was just like, it was like, oh my, my it was, I felt like it was my reward. Oh, suffering through these. And when does that happen? Uh, yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, all right. Usually at the end of the franchise, you're like, gosh, can you just keep kicking me while I'm down? You know? No. No. Nah. So. So, man. Uh, all right. Let's wrap this wrap up. Wrap it up, man. Let's final final thoughts on Final Destination. I'm going to go first. Um, guys, look. You can literally pick these up for 6 bucks at Walmart. Some some places, 6 $7. You can pick up the whole five-pack. And I suggest doing so, man. Like, watch them and then listen to this show again. To agree if you don't agree, but I guarantee if you listen to the end and listen to the spoiler, it's still not going to ruin it. It's it's a great moment in, in that. Uh, the franchise as a whole, loved one, liked two, three, indifferent about three, didn't like four, loved the ending of five. I feel the same way. I think it's a, you know, since they're a fairly cheap price, they're worth owning because they're fun enough movies. Oh, definitely. Um, yeah. I like all the setups for the disaster. It's engaging enough. Uh, I think that if somebody were interested that has never seen any of it, that they actually would just be fine with skipping four. The only the, the good thing about having three is it at least adds gravity to the length right. of what we experienced before the end. But if you haven't seen them and you've listened to this podcast, you've, <laughs> that's already lost on you anyway. So hey guys, yeah, fun enough. Hey guys, we put we uh, we produce a spoiler show here, but yeah, we do it in that. fun, man. Uh. End of the day, for me, the first one is the only one worth owning. Okay. Uh, if you are a diehard genre fan, watch them all. I got that. all five. I love. Yeah, I yeah, like yeah. It. Do that. Uh, I'm not going to own them all, but right at the same time, that the way that they ended five it, again, it was a slow cat oh, moment. And yeah, definitely a slow cat moment. And I was like, you, "You beautiful bastards! It's so good. So like, you know, <laughs> do it. You know, watch them all. If you're a genre fan, watch them all. It's I'll worth doing. But if you're just a uh, you know an average guy and you're like oh, I like horror movies, stick with the first one. Yeah, man. So. We, I'm like I said, we spoil a lot of stuff on the show. We even spoiled the ending, but even knowing the ending, I'm still gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch five again. Yeah, I'm gonna watch one and then five, just to see how much I pick up on. Maybe even one, two, then five. Yeah, I just want to see how I much say. I pick up on. I honestly don't think I'll ever watch two through five again. Okay. First one. Fair. Yeah. So. All right. Wrapping up. Final destination. 
Because death, you don't fuck with that Mac Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, I'm Grizzly Abner, joined by... Bad Tony Todd impression. <laughs> Professor Wagstaff. Magic. <laughs> hey, friends, stay scary. Right, man.